This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Frankie Fatstacks, and my guy, Ben Heisler. Let me start off by saying I had a very good Sunday, probably my best Sunday of the year as it comes to it pertains to betting for the NFL. I had a pretty decent weekend, well, pretty decent day on Saturday, too, betting some college football. Shout out to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, the only thing that really messed me up on Sunday was the Minnesota Vikings and Frankie the Minnesota Vikings are the Atlanta Falcons' evil twins. Oh, uh, you are one hundred percent right. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's absolutely unbelievable right now. I mean, I don't know who that Kirk Cousins guy is, but you know, I, I, I still see that guy yelling. Yeah, you know, how do you like that or whatever it was exactly that he was yelling? How do you like that now? Oh, you, you like that? You like? Oh, you that? like that? Yeah. Well, I certainly didn't like it. Neither did my wallet yesterday. <laughs> Because the shops were all over the Vikings on that game. And boy, did they have a complete no-show against a team that's been dead man walking the entire season up until last up until yesterday. What an absolute disaster of a game. Uh Ben, outside of that game, I, I was I was pretty well yesterday. I can't complain. You know, I think we did some good things. But with that being said. When you look at tonight, one of the things that I hate to do the most is bet on or against the Dallas Cowboys because that's my team. I don't like betting on my team because I like I leave the Cowboys out of it. Maybe I hop in on a prop bet or something like that. And mind you, it's a playoff game and you got less games or something like that. But Ben, for the most part, I just don't. I just don't need the the. I, I just don't need the double loss to lose the money and to have my team lose. I can't. Yeah, you don't. That. You don't need that bad juju in your life, man. Like, I hear you. Normally, I'm the same way about the Bears. Um, and as we'll probably talk about over the course of this week, I, I feel like there's actually a bit of an advantage on them heading into their Monday night game against the Rams. Like, I've already seen some some lines move already in favor of Chicago. But normally, I'm the same way. I, I try to stay away from my teams as much as possible. But I thought last week with the Bears and the Panthers that we'd actually see some points. They had a few extra days to get their offense on track. And, of course, the under did not go through, but the Bears ended up covering as underdogs. So, like, it was a bit of a win-loss situation. By the way, going back to your theory about the the Vikings being the the evil twin of the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know. I I feel like this happened, like, in an old South Park episode maybe 15, 20 years ago where, like, evil Cartman was just Cartman with a goatee. 
I always get that feeling like if Kirk Cousins or any of these other guys just grew a goatee, like Tiger did this, right? He Tiger did this like a couple of years after the whole Elon situation. He grew a goatee, kind of looked like evil Tiger Woods. Like he didn't, he didn't give a crap. Nobody cared anymore. Like let's just go ahead and just pound something into the into the ground. Maybe if Kirk Cousins does that, all of a sudden he's going to start balling out. Just get that goatee and start becoming the evil version of himself, and then no one, no one will care, and he'll start balling out. It's tough when you lose like that. You know what I'm saying? Went down, had a nice teaser hit. We had a nice parlay hit. Shout out to the Indianapolis Colts for getting their comeback on. That was uh, pretty big for the fellas. You know what I mean? Yeah, now, got, that, when, got that Sunday night hit, too, with uh, with the 49ers. That was another one that uh, we had been on all throughout the course of the week. So shout out to Jimmy G for stepping up. And, and now the 49ers actually were able to save their season a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. So shout out to all, you know, to to that. And then, um, you know, also the Chicago Bears. Now, Ben, now mind you told you, but I had never placed the bet on the Chicago Bears before in my life. And this is now I'm now I am now two and old betting the Bears, Ben. I like it. The the problem is if is if you keep betting the Bears, you're probably at some <laughs> no, point gonna like two and fifteen. Dude, <laughs> it's still the Bears. Every time you think that that offense is finally gonna put something together with like a smart offensive minded coach. They still turn in the Bears, and they feel like they have to get off the bus running and play good defense. Like, the Bears just haven't adapted, like, since the mid-1980s. Like, they're, they're still the same damn team. And even though, like, we're in 2020 and you're supposed to be throwing the ball all over the place, nope, they have to be the run-heavy first team that plays good defense. At some point, the Bears' offense will look like a modern-day offense, but it hasn't gotten there yet. All right, let's get ready to hop into the first game on the docket for this afternoon. Uh, brunch time football, Frankie. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills. Kansas City Chiefs on the DraftKings Sportsbook laying five and a half. Money line is 240. Uh, the Bills obviously are catching five and a half. Their money line is 205. The total in this game sits at 55. This is Pat Mahomes and the crew, the world champions, going up to Buffalo to take on a Buffalo Bills team that is a very, very uh, fan favorite team, fan friendly team. Yeah, no, definitely, Corey. And I mean, th this line opened and it's uh, gotten a lot of respect. We shared this game last night for all Vegas Whispers SI Pro members uh, last night uh, that the Chiefs minus the five are the play for tonight. And I can't see that I disagree with it. I think that right now the shops are looking at this game and envisioning that the Buffalo Bills could have major trouble in their secondary stopping the explosive offense of the Kansas City Chiefs due to the injuries in the back end of their defense right now. And it could make things real easy for the Chiefs to rebound off that loss to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, last week. So we know that this is no look-ahead spot. This is a spot where I believe that the Chiefs are humbled and they are going to be looking to right the ship in a, in a quick way uh, against a Buffalo Bills team that, you know, quite honestly, uh, really didn't look like they had much of a fight uh, last time we saw them in between the white lines against the Tennessee Titans. But I'll be honest, guys, you're going to be wanting to fade the, the uh, Buffalo Bills tonight, but get ready to jump back on that Bills train next week. As looking ahead, we know who the Buffalo Bills have on tap in week seven and there is no line that's high enough guys and we'll, we, we, we will be all over the Buffalo Bills so let them get it let's get that loss out of the way tonight let's see the Chiefs do the do their thing and and the shops will hopefully be on the right side once again on their primetime games they're really hot on the on Thursday nights especially seven and0 against the number um, so we know that they're they're really red hot there and they've done pretty well as well on Monday Night football. But, guys, 
Back to Kansas City Chiefs this week, but get ready to jump right back on that Bills bandwagon on next week in week seven. That must be playing the Jets, Ben. He said there's no line high enough. I love it. Fade Gase is now the story of the year. Matter of fact, this is called the Fade Gase podcast from here on out. But let's talk about tonight's game. Um, Kansas City, Pat Mahomes and the boys traveling up to Buffalo. Listen, I think the side is the right side, laying the five. I think it could get pretty ugly, to be honest with you, because the crooked number always, a lot of times when the favorite will come in there and lead to a blowout. But we got another road favorite we're backing uh, tonight, uh, Ben. Makes sense just considering the amount of line movement that we've seen on this game too, right? Like this game at what point was Chiefs minus three? And we've seen this move all the way up two and a half points to five and a half now. It just feels like a weird line to be at. And I know that, uh, you know, a lot of the information that's come in, uh, and again, people can go over to SI Pro, find out the exact play uh, from the Vegas Whispers information. But um, I, to me, I, I'm kind of looking at it from a couple different angles, right? And the thing that stands out to me as to why I'm also on the Chiefs side is for a team that won the Super Bowl a season ago, when they lost last week to the Raiders, they were pissed, like legitimately upset that they lost a game in their division at home to the Las Vegas Raiders to the point where like Patrick Mahomes was sending out like a statement on Instagram and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and all these guys were, they were, they were, they were almost offended at, at what happened. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. They're probably going to finish with the number one seed. Why are you overreacting like this to one game in a long season in the NFL? Like, you know what you need to do. Just get back to the playoffs, be healthy, and you'll be fine. But the fact that they were that upset tells me that they're as focused in as ever before. The Bills right now getting demolished by Tennessee the previous week. They're coming off a short week. Like, everything right now lines up very much in favor of Kansas City. So I'm with Frankie on this one, Corey. I think you feel the same way. Normally, we like to go ahead and back these these home dogs in these types of situations. But uh, everything right now is just lining up Kansas City Chiefs, and rightfully so. Yeah, Chiefs is the play. And there you have the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys in the more traditional Monday night football game. The total sits the same at 55. The Cowboys are the favorite, minus 114. Frankie, the Cardinals catching that one point. Now, the Cardinals opened up this as the favorite. Where? How did this? How did the Cowboys become the favorite? I mean, I know how, but for the betting audience. Uh, well, listen, you know, it, it's real interesting. Uh, you, it, it, this is this line has been an absolute head scratcher. It opened uh, in early advance wagering uh, here in Vegas uh, and at the Dallas Cowboys last week uh, prior to the Dak Prescott injury were minus three. Then upon the news of Dak Prescott being out for the season and the team turning to veteran Andy Dalton, this line inverted and completely flipped to the Arizona Cardinals laying three. Yep. And now, as we see over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the Dallas Cowboys are back to being a one-point small home favorite. And I think rightfully so. I think that the overreaction to this line was a little bit, you know, uh, un- you know not merited really in, in, you know, a lot, in a lot of the shot eyes of the betters right now because Andy Dalton is a veteran, and this offense has a lot of weapons. And we got to remember, guys, the Arizona Cardinals, they looked completely lost for two consecutive weeks. But then – all of a sudden, they look to get their season righted. Why did they get their season righted? Oh, that's right. They played the New York Jets last week. So, you know, any team can look like they get their act together against that New York Jets and Adam Gase coach team. So I'm not so sure that that wasn't a strong overreaction. I actually believe we don't have any official Vegas Whispers play here, but my official lean on the game would be backing uh, Andy Dalton, who I believe is going to rely upon Ezekiel Elliott a lot in this game. And I think you're actually – I actually lean towards the under as well. I know there's been steam towards this total, which opened to 
53 and a half has gone up to 55. But I envision that the Cowboys will have no problem moving the ball a lot of the times between the 20s. But that's where I think that maybe some of the problems may, may rear their ugly head for the Cowboys because Andy Dalton is having coming off such a, a long layoff. Maybe he's a little bit rusty and they might struggle where tip teams typically do to really until they get there, you know, all on the same page. And that would be in the red zone. So I think you're going to see a lot of field goals tonight. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, in the captain's chair over at DraftKings Sportsbook in the showdown, I actually believe that uh, a sneaky play would be to put Greg the Leg Zerloin in that captain's chair because I, I envision that he has an opportunity to hit several 50-plus yard field goals tonight because I do think that the Cowboys may have issues once they get into that red zone because they're going to need time to get on the same page. But overall, Corey, I do believe your boys get the job done, and I think that they're going to get the job done when a lot of people aren't expecting it. I think you'll see the Cowboys emerge after tonight after tonight's game in sole possession of first place in that NFC oh, East boy. or, oh, or boy, is it the boy, NFC boy. least? Which one the is NFC, the NFC least sole possession of first place in the NFC least that tell me about it. I, I can't wait. Um, Ben, I've watched this team for a long time. I think I've seen every snap of this, of this team since I was a child. And let me tell you something about this team and why I will not be betting this game. <laughs> they beat up on NFC East teams and they lose to everybody else. That's how the Cowboys play. They beat up on NFC East teams, and they lose to everybody else. The Jets, we had a Jets loss, Bears loss, Rams loss. You go through the Dallas Cowboys the past few seasons, they beat up on the division, and they lose to everybody else. I'm not fooling with them tonight. I don't blame you. Um, I will say this, though, considering that <clears throat> the Cowboys, throughout the course of the season, actually have the same record against the spread as Frankie's New York Jets. Like that's ah, not very good. something to be particularly proud of. However, however, I was on board the Dallas Cowboys train maybe a handful of days ago when they were still in that plus one and a half category, maybe even plus one. Now that they're the favorite, there, there's a couple different ways that I'm trying to figure out what to do here. The first is that if they're now the favorite, I wonder whether or not that's that's a public play or whether or not that's sharp money moving the line. Maybe Frankie has a better inclination than I do. But why do we continue to back a team, like you said, Corey, that somehow finds inevitable ways to lose as favorites? Like that's what they've been throughout the course of the year, and they continue to find ways to blow it. Yeah, they got a comeback win against Atlanta, but the Falcons still covered the spread in that game. I think the move from Dalton to Prescott is substantial, but I think they – somebody made the, the really good comparison. I, I'm trying to remember where it was, that Andy Dalton throughout the course of his career had one A.J. Green in Cincinnati. Now he's got three of them in Dallas, and Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb to also go along with Ezekiel Elliott. Like from a weapons perspective, Andy Dalton's still going to be able to move the football. He's still going to be able to do it against an Arizona defense, especially in their secondary uh, that hasn't been particularly impressive over the last three games. So Dallas should win the game tonight. And also Arizona has had a just terrible success. They've lost 14 of 16 games uh, in Dallas over the last 20 years. I will still back the Cowboys. However, if this line climbs up any higher than where it is now, I just probably want nothing to do with this game because Dallas just finds weird ways to blow games late, especially against the spread. I think one other area that you can go in this game, you guys can tell me if you think this is the wrong play here. Um, Dallas throughout the course of the season has always found themselves trailing, right? And then, you know, the week against New York, they got the win. Week against Atlanta, they ended up getting the win straight up. 
Maybe this is an opportunity to bet the game live, see how Kyler Murray and this Arizona offense comes out firing. We know that the Dallas Cowboys are going to give up a bunch of points. So maybe once Arizona strikes and they strike first, that's an opportunity to get Dallas on a more favorable line, whether it be against the spread or on the money line. I still think they win this game, but maybe you wait a little bit, maybe be a little bit patient before you dive right in. I want to get your thoughts on that, Frankie. And I also want to ask you, Ezekiel Elliott receiving yards. DraftKings Sportsbook has it at 30 and a half. I actually like the over in that play, Corey. I think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be leaned upon a lot tonight in both the short to intermediate passing game as well as probably getting the ball, you know, a lot of handoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if if Zeke doesn't touch the ball a minimum of 20 times. It's also one of the reasons why I'm worried and concerned that we could see a second consecutive less than subpar performance from star wide receiver Amari Cooper. And that's also could be combined with the fact that CD lamb is emerging coming off last week. He had his uh, career high in receiving yards and he seems to be getting better and better each week. And I'm a little bit worried and more concerned about Amari Cooper going forward. So I would actually be looking to fade his receptions and his receiving yards right now. I haven't gotten any real substantive, um, plays yet in terms of proposition plays uh, we have we still maybe possibly awaiting the the arrival of any news from the prognosticator as well so uh you guys got to be keeping an eye out for either one of those games because maybe somebody you know a play may appear there that's why it always helps to be behind that uh paywall over at si pro so the moment that it does come in you can get down on it but i do think that ezekiel Elliott, I, i'm a, in agreement with you that his receiving yard total I think is a little bit lower than I actually envision I think that he goes oh I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Zeke maybe climb into the 50 yard range in this game um, from a receiving standpoint uh another interesting one that jumps out at me Ben especially for the people in fantasy circles which most of us are if we're doing this you're trying to get a couple of dollars you know what I'm saying rushing yards for Chase Edmonds 21 and a half it's not a bad call he had 36 in the game, granted, it was against the Jets, and it was only on three rushing attempts. That's same thing, um, <laughs> Jets Cowboys, same thing. I know, but but my <laughs> but my issue. So so how many so how many rushing yards projected for Chase Edmonds right now? Twenty one and a half. Twenty one and a half. Okay, so he's clearly explosive. But my my biggest issue is that he's been more so used in the receiving game. I actually think this might be an, an opportunity for a bounce back for Kenyon Drake, who fantasy owners are about ready to to kick to the curb at this point. I, I wonder. You know, we'll have to go and look and see what DraftKings Sportsbook is offering. But I, I feel like for Edmonds, the play that I'd probably consider would be either total would be on receiving yards or total receiving and rushing yards. Maybe you combine those two forces together uh, and you get a good opportunity against a bad Dallas defense. So uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be on the rushing two, yards. Those two together, those two together are 48 and a half. Chase Edmonds rushing and receiving. Okay, so if that's the case, then you're looking at somebody that had five catches for 56 yards last week against the Jets. The previous two weeks, he had 24 and 21, uh, but he also had five receptions on six targets in the game against Carolina. So I, I think that might be a little bit more in play granted against Dallas. It just depends on what you think the, ty- the type of game flow is going to be. If you think Arizona is going to be behind trying to play catch up with Dallas, then I think Chase Edmonds is in play. If you think Arizona is in control of this game, they're going to run it with Kenyon Drake, and I-, and I feel like the under is more likely to hit. All right, good stuff right there. Um, listen, the Cowboys are going to be behind. That's what's going to happen, <laughs> unless they really take the air out the football. One thing I would, Frankie, say about as far as the running backs for the Arizona Cardinals, Leighton Van Der Esch should be active for the Dallas Cowboys tonight. 
Yeah, I think he should. Uh, you know, hopefully he can stay on the field because he's an immense yeah, talent. I hope so too, bro. Uh, and 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 he means a lot to that defense because that defense does leave a lot to be desired. You know, <laughs> you know we, we we know that it, you know Jerry might you know implode in Jerry's world if they give you know a, a, you know find another way to give up thirty plus points again tonight. And it is possible because we know well, that that are. we know that that Arizona offense is explosive and Kyla Murray is emerging as an absolute weapon. What, I believe he has eight touchdown passes and five rushing touchdowns in only five games this year. So his his ability to as a dual threat quarterback in the NFL is you know really starting to flourish in Cliff Klingsbury's offense and you know with a weapon like he has now with DeAndre Hopkins on the outside I would not also be surprised tonight guys I think a guy that I'll, I'll be targeting on my myself and hopefully if if uh, we know that any other strong uh, sharp money also follows it. I'm actually going to be looking to play the over tonight in the receiving yards for Larry Fitzgerald. I'm not so Ooh. sure if this is. I'm not so sure if this is not possibly a. Uh, of the last season for Larry Fitzgerald. And I know that these, you know, the, the type of competitor he is in this kind of game, you know, in a game with a 55 point total and a defense that is struggling a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys don't look to maybe rotate a safety or a linebacker uh, over and bracket and look to double team D hop. And if he does, that could open up more things for Larry Fitzgerald. I think he could be in line for a big game because I think in that spotlight, Players that start to get up, they start to appreciate these type of highlighted games on, you know, a national stage. And I think Larry Fitzgerald could emerge and really go over and offer tremendous value tonight on his receiving yard number. I think that that number over at DraftKings is something that a lot of uh, players should be looking at because I know that myself, I will be getting down on Larry Fitzgerald and looking to back the over. It'll be interesting to see if the shops do the same. Ben, 55 is the total in this one. Anything on that? Anything you like about that? I mean, everybody's going to bet the over. That's why I'm scared of it. But yeah, I feel like there's going to be 70 points scored in the game. Yeah, and again, if everyone's going to end up taking the over in this one, I think it's a good opportunity to wait a little bit, wait for the public to bet no that doubt. line up, and then maybe grab it. Or or if you think that Arizona or Dallas has an opportunity to score on that first possession with their scripted plays, then jump on the live under, and then maybe you even get it for you know 59 uh, or even 60 over the course of this game. You can also consider a couple teasers for this game as well to try and move that under. But I, I think this is probably one of those situations where I'm with you, Corey. If everyone's going to bet this one up, I'm likely to go on the other side. We actually saw more unders hit this week. Uh, Frankie wrote about that over at his SI Fantasy Pro piece, breaking down these Monday night games. We're slowly but surely, guys, starting to see a few more unders start to hit over the course of the week. And because it's Dallas, because of their offense, because of how bad their defense is, uh, it just feels like over this course of the situation, at some point these unders have to start hitting for them. All right, here we go. Let's get ready to get into it and break it down. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays, the World Series starts tomorrow, Frankie. And what do you got? What do you got? What's what's the series bet? The on DraftKings, the Dodgers are a minus two hundred favorite. I am not rooting for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm not. So I'm going to bet the Rays. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I'm just I'm betting with my heart. Well, I, you know, it's, probably not, it's probably not smart. <laughs> what are you doing betting with your heart? You can't have hatred for the Brooklyn Dodgers. They're the Brooklyn, they're the Brooklyn bums. Come on, guy. And they came through. I can't listen. I, you know what? What? What an absolute comeback! You know, coming down from multiple two-game deficits, down 2-0, then down three games to one. And I know that that I'll probably upset you, Corey, because I know that you you are I was a, on the Braves, uh, and yeah, I gave I it one more swing last night too. In game at three three, I hit him again. 
Uh, so I, I, I feel for you on that one, buddy. I can't say that we were rooting for the same thing. I was, I was, you know, happy that, you know, for all our SI pro members out there and everyone else, we all got home on the uh, Dodgers plus $2 when the shops jumped all over them uh, when they would get down two games to none because of the added expected value of uh, being down and now getting the, the heavily favored Dodgers going into the series now at plus two to one uh, underdog odds, which was tremendous value. We know that the shops often don't only look at what is the eventual outcome as well as playing pure numbers. And they felt that the value on plus 200 on the Dodgers was just something, despite the fact being down two games to none, was something they couldn't pass up. And it came through in dramatic fashion. In terms of the World Series, Corey, I am a little bit nervous about laying that kind of number. Um, I probably, right now, I haven't gotten any uh, strong word right now. And I also think that there, there's also concern right now that after that home run that was hit last night, now we're not hearing that he suffered a partially separated shoulder in his celebration upon the home run when he came into the dugout to celebrate with his teammates. And if that's the case, that could be a tremendous, tremendous blow to the Dodgers' offense. And we know that the Rays, they're fully competent. They took care of our New York Yankees very handedly in that in that game five. And it, it, it disappointed me that, you know, they're not there. But I'll still say that a New York team is there because – you know, the Brooklyn Dodgers are going to the World Series. I don't know anything about this. These these two L.A. letters, the L and the A, it doesn't have much to me. But, you know, I still look at them as a New York team. I still sport my big B, uh, blue B uh, hat at times uh, when I'm not wearing my Yankee cap. So for me right now, guys, it's a little bit of a different, you know, a number that I don't feel that the Dodgers are worthy of that number. But should the Rays go up? Right now, if we get anything, you know that all the SI Pro members will get notified immediately being a member of SI Pro. But right now, I don't have any information yet on this series. And I think a lot of the shops are not only collecting and counting their money after uh, cashing in last night on that plus 200 as they go into the window today. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, guys. I don't know if they see value in laying this kind of money. And they also want to see about this potential serious injury with a dislocated shoulder that easily could throw off anyone's swing. Can I just ask a question really quickly of Frankie? Because listen, I I know you got hometown pride here, and I certainly respect that as much as anybody. But like, bro, the the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn in 1957. Like, at some point, we got to get over this. At some point, we have to move on. You know what I mean? They ain't ain't playing Brooklyn since the 30s. Let let me ask you this then: if you if if you want everyone to move away, then why the Los Angeles Dodgers selling Brooklyn paraphernalia on their own team website? People like old school, man. People people like a connection to the past. But that's right, and and that's that's why a guy like me, Frank the Tank, loves old school. (laughs) Frank the Tank loves old school. There you go, right there. Uh, ben, I was going. I was going to tell you, Ben, to remind Frankie that the Dodgers play on the other side of the country now. But you already did that. Uh, how about you come in here and handicap this series for me? I, I think the Rays are are really intriguing. I ended up jumping on the Dodgers. I know that uh, when the, the the Vegas whispers information from Frankie um, and his sources came out about the Dodgers at plus two hundred to win the series, it wasn't available on my book. But I ended up jumping on them to win the World Series at plus three thirty three. And so now, right now, I'm trying to defig- I'm trying to figure out where I want to jump in as far as a hedge goes for Tampa. And, and the more that I think about that, the more I feel like they're actually set up really well to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are, are worn out from the course of this series with the Braves. The Braves beat up on that bullpen. And conversely, you have a rested Tampa Bay Rays bullpen that was built in the same type of vision and model that uh, Dodgers general manager and president Andrew Friedman 
put together in LA. The difference is they just had more money in LA to go ahead and do what he wanted to do. I kind of like the raise here guys. And I feel like, especially knowing that you have glass now in game one, Blake Snell in game two, a healthy rested bullpen that's throwing upwards of 97 to hundred miles per hour with the majority of their arms. They scrape a bunch of at bats together. They're going to tire out a lot of these Dodger pitchers. Uh, Walker Bueller hasn't gone deep in games yet. Uh, the, the, the key issue here is whether or not the Dodgers lineup and Corey Seager has been red hot. Like who else is going to be able to step up for them? They had Justin Turner with a big hit. They had uh, a great hit from, from Bellinger to give him the lead. Um, you know, Will Smith, had a huge home run. Uh, you know, he got jiggy with it over the course of this year. And you can pick that out of the podcast because I know yeah, I'm regretting. <laughs> uh, but he did he did get that home run against Will Smith of, uh, of yes, the break. Thank you. <laughs> so from that standpoint, I feel like there's actually solid value. Like I do I think the Dodgers will ultimately end up winning? Yes, but I think the value on Tampa Bay at like plus one fifty two right now. One it's it, it's plus one fifty, I believe, on, on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. At some other books I've seen it as high as plus one seventy, plus one eighty. Like I, I just feel like the Rays are being disrespected and they're actually set up in a much better, more advantageous spot than the Dodgers. So I, I would probably from a betting perspective think it's actually a better play to take Tampa Bay right now. All right, cool. I I I I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? I can dig it. I can get jiggy with it. So Frankie it's two to one. We going with Tampa Bay Rays. I understand you're rolling with your Brooklyn Dodgers, but of course, if the Vegas what year inside, is it, man? What year? If, if the Vegas inside of Will Smith, the Brooklyn Dodgers, a lot like, going it's, on. It's, it's it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on on the first day after a Freaky Friday. That's right. So I think we're doing good, right? Everybody is making money. Everybody had a good weekend. I think things are going pretty well. I like a lot of the stuff that went down with the college football, and obviously Casey stay red hot and stuff like that. So. Vegas Whispers, the SI Fantasy Pro Sharp information is hitting right now. You need to get involved because the holidays will be here soon. And, you know, we need to start stacking some funds because, you know, people are going to be wanting stuff. And maybe one day this pandemic will end. And then I can come out there and check and check you bit in, in Vegas, Frankie, and hang with you for a bit. Oh, 100%. You know that once once everything looks like the world is starting to come back and Vegas is fully open and the sports book are back to being, you know, the sports book that everyone loves and people aren't being forced to wear masks and socially distance or not even be able to enjoy a, a nice, refreshing, cold brewski. Um, you know, we need to get everybody together and hopefully we'll be able to have a celebration and hopefully we'll be able to maybe get together with all the SI Pro members, a lot of those, and everyone can come out here for a nice, uh, exciting weekend. Maybe, you know, there wouldn't be anything better than like a nice Super Bowl party with everybody or even possibly a nice March Madness. You know, I miss those days and I'm hoping that March Madness can get back on track. But right, that looks like it, it's, you know, you know, something that we have to worry about missing as well once again. All right, so let's get ready to hop on up out of here. Don't forget, the play for tonight is the Kansas City Chiefs, and you want those props, make sure you sign up for SI Fantasy Pro and get down with the team that's getting the money over there with the Vegas Whisperers community. For Ben and Frank, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. We are out.